Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. How's it going? It's going all right. I'm hanging in. Yeah. Got a little bit of a headache. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, it's all right. Life goes on. Fighting through it. Yeah. it's. Uh, I ran out of vitamin B complex, so the stress levels are too high. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to talk about initiation. Oh. So I've been watching the YouTube series Hellier. Okay. And uh, they're talking about how they've been told by the magical community that they are mid-initiation. And they don't really know what that means. And they are yeah. mid-initiation. I'm watching and, oh, yes, they're very clearly mid-initiation. It feels sort of like the process that I went through when I was on Walkabout for them. Longer-term process where they're sort of wandering around in the dark trying to figure out what the hell they're being initiated into and, and not knowing and being afraid and all this other stuff, right? So uh, I wanted to talk about initiation from that perspective and also from the perspective that as we're recording this we're in the midst of quarantine and that is its own initiation as well okay and so i want to talk about it universally i want to talk about it in specific and i want to talk about it as far as right now goes okay because there's a lot of different contexts of initiation there in what you just said yes okay great the first thing i want to talk about as we talk about initiation is i want to talk about what it is Okay. Because, you know, people think of initiation as, you know, uh, I'm getting initiated into a club. Right. It's not that. Initiation is uh, where you are taken from a known state of being 
a, a comfortable known state of being into a entirely new state of being. So literally you are becoming someone new oh. in shamanic practice. This is known as the shamanic death okay. and rebirth. So literally a part of you is being killed off and you are being brought into a new way of being in initiations are things that change the entire way in which you see the world. So for instance, when you have a child, mm -hmm. your entire worldview changes because you have been initiated into parenthood. Yeah. You have kids, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Everything changes. Your whole life priorities re reallocate around them and everything that was important before shifts to new ways of being and it's just different. Even your view of yourself changes at that moment. Exactly. Yeah. And so that is an initiation that, that most people can sort of wrap their heads around. Mm -hmm. And the reason that this is a true initiation in, uh, in our culture is because no matter how much people tell you about what it's like to be a parent, you don't truly experience it until you're there. Yeah. You can be told, you can be explained, you can research, you can, you know, grasp and, and try and understand, but until you're there, you don't actually get it. Mm -hmm. Was that your experience? Absolutely true. Right. hundred okay. percent. That's what it's like to be initiated. You you're walking up as, as the time is coming, as you're anticipating your child's birth, you are going, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I don't know how to do this. I'm going to suck at this. I'm, I'm going to be a terrible pa I don't know. I've got to learn more, do more, understand more. I, I, I'm going to suck at this. Let's not do this. Oh, fuck. Too late. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's that experience. And that is, that's common in the initiatory process. Okay. And, and this is only true for the first child. Because the second child, you don't have that experience because you're not becoming a parent. You're not being initi initiated. You're just doing a process again. Yeah. So it's only the first child that this, this is relevant for. So you are becoming someone new and it changes you and it changes how you perceive the world around you and how you perceive yourself. Mm -hmm. That is initiation, also known as shamanic death and rebirth. Um, and I, I, let me let me say that again, because shamanic death and rebirth is relevant in this, because people hear the term shamanic death and they freak out. When you become a parent, the non-parent self dies. Who you were before as not being a parent exists no longer. Right. And will never exist again. It is gone. You will always be a parent, even if, God forbid, your child dies. Right. You will still have been a parent. You will still be a parent. You will still be in the state of parenthood. And that's not to say that you lose your sense of self. It simply is a case that you are now a parent and there's no changing that. That Correct. exists. Yep. There's no going back. It's, it's like when you learn to read, you suddenly were aware of a whole new layer of world. Right. Because you could see the words. Right. And you will never be illiterate again. Right. Exactly. You can't go back. Right. Same thing. It is literally a one-way street. And part of you dies. The part of you that didn't know what it was to be a parent, that had the freedom of never worrying about your a, a child, that didn't have to worry about anyone but themselves, is gone. So that's, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I mean when we talk about 
in a shamanic death is that part of yourself dies and people freak out about that. They, they go, oh, right. But, you know, when you become something new, the part of you that you leave behind isn't really relevant anymore. Right. So people get attached to the, the loss of the thing that came before. They're like, but, 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 but. And, and it's not necessarily loss as much as, as transition into a new state. Correct. As you're coming up to the initiation, there is this moment of, do I want to do this? Right. Do I really want to give up my freedom of never having to worry about another human if I don't want to? Uh, do I really want to have my life beholden to another human for the rest of my life? You know, do I really want to do this? For a woman, it's, it's even more significant. Do I really want to give up the essence of my life, you know, some of my life force to create this new human in my body? Do I want to deal with the consequences of having the child? Because there are physical consequences to that. Yep. And so the in anticipation stage of the initiation is significant. It is the time in which you are given to commit to one path or another. Okay. So we, we use the time in anticipation to steal ourselves for the commitment, to bring ourselves fully into alignment with this new choice to become this new person, to, be, to step into this new state of being. Mm -hmm. You know, this, there's a reason why babies gestate. Because <laughs> it gives the parents time to go, oh, shit, now what? Right? <laughs> the anticipation time is our time to get our ducks in a row. It's our time to go within and to look and root out anything that stands in the way of the new state of being and to get rid of it and to release it and to deal with it, whatever it might be. The upshot of what we're doing in this anticipatory state is preparing. Okay. And right now, sitting in quarantine, we are preparing. We can't do anything else. The universe has sucked everything else away from us. There's nothing else to do and no place else to be, literally. <laughs> okay. Like, you're here and you're <laughs> going to see a massive amount of people. We're already seeing a massive amount of people coming into consciousness. And that was already happening for the last few years. Mm -hmm. And it is happening even faster now that all of the rest of our lives have been stripped away and we are forced into this state of stillness and contemplation. During this anticipation and prep time, it is important to keep control of our power because it's very easy to fall into fear. Yeah. It's very easy to go, oh, I don't know what's coming. And of course you don't know what's coming. It's an initiation. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the nature of initiation is you cannot know what's on the other side. If you know what's on the other side, you are not being initiated. Okay. You know, you can think, you know, like all the parenting books that you read, but if you get to the other side and you didn't have an aha of something new ex happening, you, you weren't initiated. So let me be really clear. If, if the other side is not a surprise, it is not an initiation. Okay. <laughs> That's the nature of the beast. So, the way that you avoid freaking out on an initiation, and this is addressed to the hellier people, uh, <laughs> because they, they've come into their initiation through a ghost hunting thing, you know, mm -hmm. monster hunting. They're hunting goblins and demons and stuff. Not demons, but goblins. Um, so, you know, they're in, inclined to be scared because mm -hmm. they're doing paranormal investigations and stuff like that. The way that you stop being scared is that you have to 
have faith that there is a purpose to your process. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't have trepidation. It doesn't mean that you won't be like, okay, I'm kind of excited and a little on the edges, a little like freaked out. But, you know, <laughs> you don't have to be full on scared, terrified. There's this sort of anticipatory angst that happens that isn't actually scared when right. you're in faith. You know, part of that is their challenge is that they're not sure who's initiating them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they don't know whether or not to, to be in faith. But, you know, my comment to them is if you're still pursuing the path, you've decided to take the initiation. And if you've decided to take the initiation, then you might as well trust the process and the people initiating you because there's nothing else to be done. Holding on to your power is about staying out of fear, for one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the other piece is, is staying out of victim because it's very easy to feel like, oh, I'm being victimized by the quarantine. I can't go out. I can't see my friends. I'm lonely. I'm, I'm angsty. I'm, you know, whatever, right? Very easy to say, I'm a victim. Yep. And to surrender to, to fall into uh, depression. And, you know, what's the point? I saw an article on Medium the other day saying the three words you should never say in quarantine. What's the point? Yep. Right. And, you know, the answer is the point is because this is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> the point, you clean your house because you clean your house, right? Right. Joey and I were talking this morning when we scheduled this about the fact that our houses were filthy. So <laughs> like, I'm cleaning my house today, come hell or high water, right? <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's you clean your house because you clean your house, right? right. And you, you make good food because you make good food. You know, that's, that's what you do. And that's how you take care of yourself, right? Yep. That's the other piece that we're learning right now, by the way, is, is how to take care of ourselves. We're learning how to be uh, good caretakers of our own well-being. And that is something that we significantly need to know, especially those of us listening to this podcast who are from challenged childhoods who suck at taking care of ourselves, right? Yep. So this is an exercise in self-care. Now, the second thing that we want to do is we want to hold on to our awareness of truth. What do I mean by this? The moment the quarantine is up, I can promise you that the gaslighting will begin. Okay. So- we're going to be told, oh, no, it was never really that bad. And, oh, no, you know, we never said this. And, oh, no, that wasn't true. And history will begin to be being writ rewritten. That's what's going to happen. That's what historically happens when governments don't want us to realize what's been going on. Mm -hmm. So holding on to your knowledge of what is true. So, so writing down your experiences, writing down what happened is helpful for holding on to your knowledge of what is true so that you cannot have your personal perspective shifted by the collective media propaganda. Yep. Right? Now, that has to be balanced, however, with a willingness to change your perspective on things. Okay? So there's a difference between fact and perspective. So when I say hold on to your awareness of truth, I'm saying hold on to what is what the facts were. Right. And then be willing to see it from a new perspective. Right. Because you will be someone new. And if you hold on to your old perspective, then you're holding on to the old you and you're making the process super freaking painful. And there's complexity there because often we overlay the facts with our perspective, which yes. tends to distort them or 
or sway them from what their plain, pure fact state is. Yes. So fact is, this happened. Yes. Overlay is, and it meant this. Right. Two different things. And then the third piece I've already mentioned, but I'm going to say it again, is surrendering instead of giving up. Okay. Now, let me talk about the difference difference, between those. Surrender is to surrender into the process. It's to admit what is true, which is, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I'm going to take this journey in faith, in faith. And those are the two key words between surrender and giving up in faith that it's going to be in my best interest and that things are going to work out for the best. Okay. That's surrender. Okay. I trust that the universe has my back and I'm going to walk this path wherever it takes me, come hell or high water, no turning back. Right. Commitment. Right. We talked about that. Yeah. And there's a, a fine line there. So you're talking about surrender as a commitment to the path. I'm talking, yeah. You're surrendering yeah. it to surrender faith. Surrender is part of the commitment. Yeah. yeah. You're, so you're surrendering to faith versus yes. what you're about to tell us now, which is the giving up, which is often what people tie surrender to. Yeah. So giving up is literally just saying, oh, I can't do this. You do it. Whatever. I'm so tired. I just can't care anymore. Right. That is not the same thing as surrender. Think of it this way. Surrender is, it's stepping out of control. And it's, it's almost like you're stepping back into the child role with the universe. Okay. It's like the, the, the universe is a benevolent parent and you are the child and you have absolute faith in the universe to take care of you. Let me ask you something with that. Yeah. When we talk about that stepping back into the child role mm-hmm. and having faith in the universe, are we also expected to give up our power at that point? Well, you are giving up your power when you surrender. Okay. Okay. You're giving your power to the universe to take care of you. Right. Now, as always, there is a caveat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. That's why I asked. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a beginner level surrender. Mm-hmm. There is an advanced level surrender. Okay. And I'm, I'm giving you the beginner level surrender because you usually have to go through that to get to the advanced level. And the reason for that is that in order to hold the advanced level surrender, you have to be good at self-care. Okay. For those of us coming out of challenged childhoods, we often don't even have good self-preservation, much less self-care. Okay. At the very least, you need good self-preservation, right? Yep. It's a matter of being with the balance between the two. It's literally the first time I'm putting words to this. I'm trying to feel into the experiences that I've had to tell you exactly how it works. When you're standing at the point of initiation and you are being faced with accepting something that feels like it's going to break you, which is not uncommonly where initiation takes us. You have to not only surrender to the universe, but you have to have enough faith in your own ability to adapt and survive to be able to take the leap of faith. So it sounds like you're surrendering some of your power Mm -hmm. into faith, into the universe. But you're not surrendering responsibility in terms of the work you still have to do in order for this to be successful. Yes. Okay. It's a balance, right? You're Mm -hmm. you're surrendering outside control Mm -hmm. and maintaining inside control. 
Okay. Which, you know, we don't actually have outside control anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's all an illusion anyway, so right. it doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> but it's a conscious surrendering of the outside control. Okay. So that's what we're going through in the, in the process, right? And then there are steps, there are stages of initiation. So there's that anticipation prep stage that we were talking about. And during that phase is where you find your faith, where you find your belief in yourself, where you've removed the barriers and where you make your commitment to make the change. Okay. Stage two is committing. <laughs> okay. And, and that is its own thing. Commitment slash surrender, right? It's like, I'm taking this step. Uh, there's no going back. It is literally in, in, in the word decide, the word decide literally means to cut off all other options. Yep. And this is literally to cut off all other options. Once you step forward, there is no going back. That is the level of commitment that we're talking about. And that's the part that our culture is not so good at. Right. We love to be wishy-washy. Right. We love to be like, oh, I don't feel like it. I don't want to, but this, but that, but somebody else didn't, but you know, they did this to me. It's like, I don't care. You go in or you not. Choose. Yep. Choose and don't look back. Yeah. Right. Because the moment you look back, you step out of the process. You step out of the process enough, the, uni the, the universe says, okay, no initiation. Well, and that's the difference between the surrender with responsibility in terms of, of you're involved in walking the path, but the path is being presented to you versus surrender and being dragged. Yes. In which case well, you're never going to get there. Versus giving up right. and being dragged. Yeah. 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 Um, and giving up may, may get you dragged. It may also get you left, left behind. behind. Yeah. Yeah. I, either one could happen. It depends on how much energy you put into creating the experience of the initiation for yourself. Yeah. And so Kathy had a friend who was really committed to engaging. I think she's told the story. She's certainly told the story a lot in, in other groups. I don't know if she's told it on here, but of the person who was like, I want to be on my magical path. I want to be on my magical path. I want to be on my magical path, but then resisted at every opportunity. And so when the time came, she'd built up such a charge of energy for moving through it that she did get dragged along. And yeah. she actually ended up in a car accident that made her a quadriplegic. Oh my goodness. And that's, that's what getting dragged along looks like, by the way. It's something like that. I, I have several stories from the community of people who lost limbs or were in tra tragic accidents where they were forever physically changed because they built up this charge of energy and then didn't step in. Okay. So be careful what you ask for. It will come whether you change your mind at the last second or not. Right. So initiation is a one-way street. And okay. if you haven't built up a charge and you're being stepping into an initiatory space, you can change up you can change your mind. You could give up and sit down and you will be left behind. Okay. But if you have built up a charge, you're going to get dragged through that one way or another. And the dragging is going to do damage. Okay. So better to walk it. I got to ask a question. Yeah. We're talking about initiation. We're talking about mm -hmm. us being in the midst of initiation right now. Mm -hmm. We're talking about going forward, never being able to go back, things changing, people mm -hmm. needing to surrender yep. and commit to the path. A lot of this can be scary to people. Yeah. Why should they not be scared? Well, I go back to the in faith piece. Mm -hmm. it, it is scary. Don't get me wrong. It's scary. Mm -hmm. The unknown is always scary. Okay. The way that we manage our fear is by having faith 
in the universe and having faith in ourselves. And those are key. Those are the key, yeah. right? If you trust that you have the ability to adapt and shift and deal with whatever happens to show up, and, and I would highly recommend if you are starting to freak out right now, that you sit down and write yourself a list of all the ways in which you have adapted to circumstances that were a surprise to you yep. and all the ways in which you came out the other side, stronger, more adept, more able to adapt, more flexible, you know, that sort of thing. In that perspective, one of the important things I would tell the folks who are listening, if you're hearing this podcast right now and you have had trauma or difficulty in your life, guess what? You did make it through. It yeah. did not break you. It did not end you. No matter what changes it's caused in your life, you are on the other side. You're right. not dead. So to Kelly's point, what are the things? How did you overcome? What are the changes that those things represented? Now here we are because right. here's another point in our lives. Exactly. And don't go into the ways in which it sucked. Right. Because you're going to go, well, yeah, I made it through. I didn't have a choice but to make it through. And, you know, it was awful and terrible and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. Don't sit with that yeah. because you don't want to energize that. Yeah. Well, and who are you now? You know, there's there's a saying, and I, I can't remember where it comes from, but it's it's it might be Buddhist, actually. It's pain is required. Suffering is optional. I love that. Pain is required because most of us will not make change without pain. Yep. Suffering is what we do when we invest in the pain. So suffering is entirely optional. You do not have to suffer. And this is this is the key, Okay. When you're looking at potential fears, when you're looking at things that may in fact cause pain, you have to stop being pain averse. Mm -hmm. And I know that feels hard, but it's not as hard as it sounds. Yeah. It's about embracing experience rather than choosing good versus bad experience. Right. Because Agony has ecstasy in it and ecstasy has agony in it. And they are the yin and the yang of each other. Yeah. And if you can be in the fullness of the experience, both are exquisite. Yep. That's the key is to stop trying to run away from the things that hurt you. And for those of us from challenged childhoods, we do this as a survival mechanism. We, we, we run away from the things that, that hurt us because we don't want to admit that we're so hurt. Right. We think that if we don't admit it, then we don't have to feel it. But the fact is that it, it runs our lives until yeah. we admit it. It informs and creates the underpinning of absolutely everything we do until we admit it and we process the emotions. Yep. And so running from pain only makes it run your life. This is the, the piece is that you have to be okay with not knowing, mm -hmm. which means the way we're okay with not knowing is having faith in ourselves to adapt and faith in the universe to give us only what we can handle and what's in our best interest. Right. You also have to be willing to be with whatever shows up. Okay. Good, bad, or indifferent. We've talked about the steps. Yep. Anticipation, preparation, step two, commitment, then surrendering. Yep. Step three is taking the leap of faith. Stepping forward onto the path and saying, yes, this is my path and I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to jump off this cliff and hope that the wings show up or something catches me. Right. Next step is resolution. Okay. You, you've walked through the doorway. There's always a doorway of initiation. There's something, a doorway, a cliff, you know, some, some 
leap of faith that's required. Mm -hmm. At some point, you resolve it. You grow the wings, you get caught, you walk through the doorway and you see what's on the other side. The angst and the upset about the unknown goes away because it is now known. Right. That is the resolution. I have stepped through to the other side. I have become the new person. The initiation has taken place. The initiation has taken place. And now I see what I could not possibly have understood before I started the journey. Right. And then the fifth step is integration. And this is the part that most people don't take time for. And most people don't even acknowledge as part of the process, but it is a very important part of the process. Yeah. The integration stage is, okay, this is who I've become. What does that mean for the rest of my life? Right. How does this new beingness cascade into new perspectives and beliefs across all aspects of my life? Right. Who is it that I have become and how do I integrate that into the rest of my life and my beingness? Right. You know, you will begin to question everything again. We question before and we question after. So we question before to get ourselves ready. You know, what is it that's no longer serving me? What's in the way of me stepping into this new way of being, so on and so forth. And then at the end, we say, who am I now? And, and based on this place, do I still want all the things that I used to want? Because oftentimes the answer to that question is no. I'm going through my own initiation. And it's something I've been being told about for years, literally years. I, I want to say it was like 15, 17 years ago. Somebody said there's this huge boulder in the way of your financial abundance or your your path or you know your beingness. And she said, you got to get the boulder out of the way. And, I'm, and we looked for months. I'm like, what is this boulder? What is this boulder? And we, we couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. Well, I figured it out. And it was this need and desire to be discovered and to be famous and to be acknowledged, right? It was all about being seen and acknowledged and validated by yep. the outside world. Well, I haven't had that in a long time. There's been no need for that. But, but it became clear to me that I never actually let it go, even though I haven't really been like actively on it for a while. Yep. And so that's part of what I'm using this time for is to let go of that need to be discovered, that need to be famous, that need to, for that. It's like, I'm, I haven't engaged it. So it's going to be, it, it's easier to let it go. Right. Because I've already unhooked a lot of it. Yep. I've been preparing for this for the last 15 years. Right. <laughs> So some initiations take longer than others. <laughs> some of us are more stubborn. Right? <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm unhooking all of that and releasing it. And I'm going, yep. Okay. I'm not going to worry about it. Like I don't, I'm, I'm going to reach the people I need to reach and they're going to find me if they find me. And if they don't, they don't. And I'm going to just do what I do because that's what I do. Right. And I'm not going to worry about it. You know, the irony though, and here's, I'm going to give you some sort of awareness from the inside of an initiatory process for you. The irony is that I have this sense that the moment I fully let it go, that it's probably going to happen. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm like, 
oh, but I don't really want to be famous anymore. <laughs> like, but I kind of like being able to walk around and not tell people what I do and not be, you know, not have to have people ask me questions all the time and to be, you know, I moved to, to Richmond and I don't actually tell a lot of people what I do down here because it's a highly Christian area. And, you know, when I say the word shaman, they look at me like I just said, you know, uh, Satanist, yeah. <laughs> but, or they are just completely clueless and go, what? And then it takes too much effort to figure it out and explain it to them. So I, I walk around and I talk about other things that I do and they go, Oh, that's nice. That's cool. You know? And, and we, off we go. I'm like, Oh, it's kind of nice to be normal again for a little bit, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it, it I have to give up not wanting it too, right? In order to do it, right? Because that's the that's the place you you go on this pendulum. Oh, I need it. Oh, I don't need it. Therefore, I don't want it. Yep. And then you have to come to balance of you know, I am where I am, and it is what it is. And if that's the journey that I'm asked to go on, then that's the journey that I'm asked to go on, and I'm not going to worry about it, right? Yep, exactly. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. That's fine too, right? You know, that's where I am in this process is I have to un unhook all of those, all of the associated pieces, right? And so this is what I'm talking about with the anticipation piece. Mm -hmm. So you have to unhook all of those pieces. And I've had to work on a lot of different pieces and parts associated with this, you know, not, not being worried about being sucked dry by people asking me too many questions and learning how to manage my energy so that that wasn't the case. Right. And learning how not to invest in other people's success but instead to facilitate it, but not invest in it so that I don't, I don't make my value determined by whether or not they do the work. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of pieces and parts associated with that initiation. And so, you know, there are pieces and parts to everything. So if you're being initiated, really look at what's showing up around you and, and be aware that whatever's outside of you is relevant. Right. We, we had a bird get stuck in our screen house, our screen, screened in porch. We had an Oriole get stuck in our screened in porch yesterday. Mm -hmm. And the bird was sitting there smacking itself up against the screen over and over and over again. Couldn't get out. Couldn't get out. There's an open door right next to it. And I finally had to walk out of the door, go around to the part of the screen that the bird was trying to get out of and like put my hand towards the bird to get it to back up enough for it to see that the door was open. Right. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so what am I, <laughs> what am I so close to yeah. that I can't see what's going on around me? That you got to back and up. That I, yeah. How, what do I need to back up from? So that was literally the conversation that Jeff and I had because he saw it too. Yeah. I'm like, so that's for both of us because we were both watching. Yeah. What are we so close to that we literally can't see? That's the process. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going through. I'm not going to list it all out again because we're over on time, <laughs> but, but you can listen again and I'm sure you will, because yeah. if you're in an initiatory process, this is going to be sort of a lifeline for you. Uh, and, and most of us are. Yep. The, the thing I do want to say is that one of the biggest challenges with initiation for those of us from a challenged childhood is being able to find emotional safety. Okay. Because we can't do the other work until we can stop feeling like we're under attack all the time. Yep. I am running the program called Inner Peace 101, which if you want to get a description of exactly what that means, if you go on my website and you go underneath online programs and Inner Peace 101, it'll tell you. Mm -hmm. But the key is that it's going to bring you to emotional safety. Mm -hmm. It will change the way that you feel about yourself. 
I've literally had somebody come up to me at five weeks in and say, I don't recognize myself. Right. You will feel completely differently. It will reduce your stress levels in half. You're going to learn shielding. You're going to learn uh, energy clearing. There's, there's a lot of energetic work in, the, in it as well because those are all part of feeling safe. Okay. And so if you want to be able to navigate your initiation more effectively, going through this program will help you with that. If this is what's happening for you, please, please, please consider taking this program. It will help you so much. It's very, Absolutely. very important for people as they're going through this current state of pandemic in the world. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, this has been great as always. Is there anything else you want to add to talk about initiation? I'm sure there's got to be closing remarks here to sort of sum it all up because this is, again, we talked about it's scary, but there's, there's a reason here. Trust in yourself. You are your own best advocate if you will let yourself. All right. Well, that is all that we have for this week, but be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any request for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Production. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.